What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Crystal Presley on the episode today. I am so excited. Thank you so much for joining me, Crystal. You're welcome. Let's just, you know, just throw it at you and start wherever you'd like with your story. Okay. Um, I am 34. Um, I am a nurse by profession. I've been a nurse for about 14 years. Um, so done a little bit of everything as far as in the nursing field. So I have a pretty broad background. Um, I worked in the health department with family planning. So I, uh, that was early twenties. So I was introduced to dealing with pregnant women and, um, had a, you know, a few that suffered through miscarriages, um, and that sort of thing. So that was kind of, I had a little bit of, you know, knowledge about miscarriage and trying to conceive. Um, but I, you know, I think a lot of us, we never think that miscarriage or um, infertility, uh, that will be something that we have to deal with. Um, and that was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, um, anyway, just kind of a little background about my dealings with miscarriage and stuff as far as my profession. Um, I met my current husband back in 2016. Um, it was very unexpected. Um, we, um, I was coming off of kind of a rough divorce. I got married when I was 18 and, um, you know, ended up kind of, it turned into more of like a friend thing. Um, we kind of, you know, parted ways. It was mutual, but it still was kind of a rough thing. You know, anybody that's dealt with divorce, it, it can, it's rough. Um, so I was mm, 30 when that happened. So I was new to dating and I really didn't have, um, I wasn't looking to the really date at the time, but I met my husband. Um, we started hanging out. Um, he actually has three kids from a previous, uh, two previous relationships. Um, one is 18 and lives with his biological mother in Georgia. And the other two, um, live with us full time. Um, and, they do have some contact with their biological mother, um, but they, we raised them. So, <laughs> um, so that was a big thing coming into this relationship. Um, those kind of dealings with the whole stepmom ordeal and um, kind of navigating through those emotions and feelings and um Anyway, so we got married in October of 2017. Um, When we first met, he actually had a vasectomy. Um, So that was kind of a big thing. We kind of had to work through, um, you know, I 
was a very upfront with him about, you know, I did want to try to have children, um, you know, of my own. I wanted that whole experience. I um, was very adamant in my teenage and twenties. I was on birth control um, for probably a total of about 15, a little over 15 years. Um, so I was, and then working, of course, in the health department, a lot of unplanned pregnancies and um, that sort of thing. So I was very adamant about, you know, I want it, I want to be with somebody. I want it to be the right time. I want it to be financially stable. Um, that sort of thing. So, um, so he just, you know, we both discussed that. And um, so he, he was okay with, you know, doing the vasectomy reversal. Um, so that happened March of last year. So March of 2018, he had his vasectomy reversed. Um, and I actually had stopped birth control, um, in September, um, of 2016, just because, you know, he had a vasectomy, so I didn't need to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess my story, our story kind of starts, we started trying, um, April of 2018. Um, he had his initial, um, you know, sperm count checks um the i think at four months and then again at six months and they were fantastic um the doctor was really impressed um said you know we shouldn't have any issues as far as on his end um and i you know when i stopped birth control uh my cycles were regular um the only thing that kind of was weird for me is I only had about two to three days of bleeding, like for my cycle, um, which when I was a teenager, right before I started birth control, it was definitely not like that. I had the heavy cramping, bleeding. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, being medically inclined, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe I just, my body changed, you know, whatever. Um, so, um, anyway, um, I ended up, uh, getting pregnant naturally, um, last October. Um, it was kind of weird cause I wasn't, we weren't really, I had kind of taken a break from actually tracking and all that stuff. Um, just cause it was getting overwhelming. Um, so, and I was getting very obsessed about it. Yeah. Which that, that's a lot. So normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I was like, okay, I just need to take a break, you know? Um, and then I started having these weird, um, it was like the week I was supposed to start my period. I was having, you know, my boobs felt weird. My, you know, I was having a little bit of nausea. Um, just like it would hit me in the middle of the day. Um, I remember, um, I, for, um, workout, I do CrossFit. So, you know, it's a very high intense, intense workout. And I've kind of felt myself not really being able, cause I was so fatigued. Um, I wasn't really able to do the workouts. So I would literally come home and lay on the couch and I was like, this is just not me. So it came time, you know, for me to start my period and I didn't start. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let me just take a test. And it was positive. So, um, you know, that first positive, you're just so, I mean, you have that immediate, like, just, 
connection, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know, uh, listen to listening to everybody else's story. Um, we all have that feeling for that, you know, positive test. So, um, everything was going fine. Um, I called my doctor, you know, they were like, well, we're not going to see you for, you know, um, we usually don't see you eight, you know, until you're eight to 10 weeks. And at that point I was a little over four weeks. So, um, so I made my first appointment. Um, and I think that was scheduled like right after Thanksgiving, that Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, so we were just kind of going along. I'd started looking at Pinterest things, you know, how we do. (laughs) Um, and it was about two weeks after, um, it was a Sunday night. Um, I went to the bathroom and I noticed some bright blood. So I kind of freaked out and I was like, you know, my husband, he, his name's Sean. So I was like, Sean, come in here. It's like, something's wrong. And he was like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I said, no, we have to, you know, I just remember telling my patients that I worked with in the health department, my prenatal patients, if you have any vaginal bleeding, go to the emergency room or, you know, if your doctor's office is open, call them. So we went to the doctor's office. We got the two kids. It was like eight o'clock at night. Um, drug them to the emergency room because we didn't, we don't have family that live real close to us. So, um, you know, of course they were, let's see, Zoe was six and Tyler was, uh, eight. So, um, you know, they're still kind of small, but, um, by the time I got to the hospital, I had already stopped bleeding. So the first thing I just remember, um, it's funny what we remember and, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to things, things just stick out. Um, the first thing that the P the, I saw a PA, um, he looked at me and said, you know, 50% of pregnant women experience bleeding, vaginal bleeding when, while they're pregnant. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, But I'm, you know, I had bright red blood, like what, you know, something's not right. (laughs) Um, but that, you know, that's all he said. I mean, he did, they did do, you know, a little workup. Um, they checked my, um, HGG levels. Um, and at that point I was a little over six weeks. Um, but my levels were only like 500 and something. Um, so of course, you know, me being a nurse, um, as soon as I, get home or like the next day, um, I'm Googling, you know, I start Googling everything. Um, and I really, I hate those, um, like the, on those tests, like the, what's normal. It's such a wide range. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, you know, it's fine. And by that time, like I said, I had no other, I'd, stop bleeding. So I kind of went for the rest of the week. Um, and I remember it was probably about a week or so later. Um, yeah, I think it was a Saturday night. Um, I got woken up in the middle of the night with some cramping. Um, I was like, well, that's kind of weird, you know, but no bleeding. 
um, and it stopped. So I was able to go back to sleep. And then I woke up that, that next Sunday morning and I started having some spotting. It was like kind of old, you know, it was brownish. It wasn't bright. So um, I called my GYN, you know, and talked to the nurse on call and she, you know, basically said, just take it easy, you know, whatever. Um, so took it easy the rest of the day. And then by Monday, um, it got a little heavier. Um, and this, so this was the week of Thanksgiving by that time. So we were going to head down to, um, towards Myrtle beach. My dad and um, stepmom lived down there. So we were going to head down there for Thanksgiving. Um, and I just remember that Monday, um, I went into work, um, just to try to, you know, I didn't want to, um, so I didn't really, I knew I kind of had a feeling of what was happening. Um, cause my cramping had gotten worse. It was a little more constant. Um, the bleeding had gotten a little heavier. Um, so my GYN, he, you know, worked me in. Um, so I left work early that day. Um, and by the time I got to the GYN office, I was in a lot of pain. Um, the bleeding was, you know, I'd already started passing some clots and that sort of thing. Um, but I just remember that was such a traumatic experience, like just that visit. Um, I, I was by myself, um, which that's one thing I told my husband, I said, that will never happen again. Um, you, you will like come with me. <laughs> um, but like I said, I didn't, I just wasn't prepared for that. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. So hard to explain. Um, I just kind of wish somebody would have um, explained a little bit more about what was, what, what was going to happen, you know, mm -hmm. um, or what could happen. Um, and being a nurse, you know, it's, I, I, you know, I dealt with patients who were, you know, ha going through a miscarriage. Um, but I, I didn't know what was happening. You know, I didn't know how much blood there would be. I didn't know how much cramping there would be. Um, I think as somebody had said, um, you know, get some of those, um, briefs like that, you know, older people wear, um, I wish somebody would have told me that, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, like I said, I, I went to the doctor that day, he did an ultrasound, um, and he was great. Um, of course he's a guy, so he, you know, there's only so much they know about. So, um, he, you know, he had redone, I had redone my, um, level like that previous Thursday, and it had, it had risen. Um, I think at that point it was right at a thousand, but, um, it was kind of a slow rise and, you know, he was trying to reassure me that, you know, women have bleeding and this, you know, we'll just do an ultrasound. He did the ultrasound and there, there was a sack there. Um, but it was only measuring like right at five weeks. Um, and at that point I was like seven weeks based on my period and everything. But he, you know, he was trying to be positive. Um, but I just, I mean, 
like I said, at that point I was bleeding pretty heavily. So I really, I really wish him or one of the nurses would have just kind of been like, look, you know, this is what to expect. If this is truly a miscarriage. Um, I just, like I said, I just felt like I wasn't, and I, I don't think anybody can really be prepared for it. Um, but I think, you know, talking about miscarriage, it's kind of a taboo thing, mm-hmm. um, especially at the doctor's offices. They try to avoid, it's almost like they try to avoid talking about it. Um, yeah. It's probably super uncomfortable for them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, but, but it's like, thing, come on. <laughs> it's, it's so You're common. all I got right now. I need this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just so common. Um, mm-hmm. I work in the, emergency department. Um, I've been working there for about six months now. And like we almost every shift that I work, there's at least one pregnant lady that comes in that's bleeding or that Mm -hmm. had, you know, is going through a miscarriage. Um, and then just literally yesterday at work, I was talking to one of my coworkers and it like just in conversation, you know, it got brought up about, you know, I mentioned that we were trying and, um, she kind of told me her story. She, you know, had two kids kind of unplanned. Um, and then her and her husband decided to try for a third one a few years later. And she had three miscarriages and one was a molar pregnancy. Um, but then she went on to have, you know, her third, uh, living child. So, um, it's just, we were just kind of talking about how common it is, but yet nobody really talks about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it, you know, this journey it's, which I know, you know, you know a lot about because you've had several miscarriages and stuff. It's just so, it can be very lonely, Mm -hmm. very lonely. So, um, that's why I'm just really thankful that I found this community. Um, and, and that sort of thing. But I guess getting back to my story. Um, so my GYN, you know, pretty much said, you know, it's common. Um, there should be no reason why you can't try right away. Um, again. Um, so, um, I ended up having, um, I think I bled for maybe a week. Um, I ended up actually, um, it was the day before Thanksgiving is um, when I actually passed, you know, everything. But um, so Thanksgiving was really difficult, but, um, but everything kind of got back to normal um, in December. I had a normal cycle um, and we've been trying ever since um, and nothing has happened. So um you know, being a medical person that will drive, it drives me insane because they've done some preliminary. I had a HSG. It was normal. Um, they've checked my hormone levels as far as to, you know, make sure that I'm ovulating. Everything has been normal. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things, the unexplained, um, you know, things. So, um, I actually had decided back in June that I wanted to go ahead and get in with the RE, um, just to be monitored a little bit more closely 
as far as um, with the ultrasounds and the blood work, because my, you know, GYNs, they typically only do Clomid and Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. So, um, so I've been with um, the RE since the end of June. Um, I've done two rounds of the monitored um, ovulation induction cycles with timed intercourse. Um, which those were unsuccessful. Um, and then actually last Sunday I had a IUI. Um, so I'm kind of in that two week window, the wonderful two week wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a magical time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I usually, I usually do pretty good until I hit about the fifth day. Um, yep, that's, a, that's how I am too. And it's like, oh my gosh, how much longer do I have to deal with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, and then they started, so I'm, I'm doing the progesterone uh, suppositories. So those mm-hmm. are real fun. Yeah. Oh, so um, those make it even more challenging. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, but I think um, me and my husband, we, you know, we've kind of, this month was pretty rough. Um, I just had a lot of ups and downs and I think just it coming up on a year, um, you know, the dates, my actual, so my due date was going to be July 7th. Um, and you know, working up to it, I was like, Oh, you know, I'll be fine. It won't really be that big of a deal. And yeah, it came and it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, I just, you know, kind of nervous about, um, the dates coming up, um, the date of when I had the positive test and then the date of when I miscarried. So it's crazy <sighs> how much dates matter and oh. all of this. Like yes. I actually stopped look like, so every time I got pregnant, I wouldn't look at my due date yeah. because I just didn't want another date stuck in my head. You know yep. what I mean? Because those dates, like, they get ruined. Totally ruined. They do. And, you know, those, you know, I I had one miscarriage and, you know, you and several others, you know, they, y- y'all had several and it literally could eat up your whole year. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you know, so I, and that's, I've told myself, you know, uh, if and when the next pregnancy happens, which I, you know, feel like it will, um, I, I'm, I don't want to look at the due date really until I have at least my first appointment. Yeah. Know. I was like, tell the doctors not even to tell you. That's what yeah. I did. I was like, don't tell me the due date. Let's like, let's just get a few weeks out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can totally. Don't ruin, don't ruin another date for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Oh. Cause those are really, really rough. Yes. Um, but honestly, so like, I don't know how this is going to come off <laughs> when I say this, but I, so I had four miscarriages all within a year, super quickly. Oh right. Four miscarriages. Like, but honestly, I am super blessed that that happened because yeah. they happened so quickly, you know, that I, I didn't yes. have that like limbo of, you know, struggling to get pregnant and then dealing with that loss. You know what I mean? And then yes. struggling again. Like it was able to be done quicker, if that makes sense. So I think there's always like those 
those things when we're hearing other people's stories. It's like, I, you know, I had four miscarriages, yes, but I am also really, that sounds so weird, but I'm so blessed that they happen so quickly because you know what you're going through with it taking time to get pregnant yeah. again. That's a lot. And that's, you know, everyone's story is just so difficult in their own way, you know? Yeah. And it, um, you know, and with my perspective, I'm, you know, a full-time stepmom. Of course they, you know, they see me as their mom. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm here every day. I'm, you know, at school with all their stuff. And, um, so, you know, I, I am super blessed and I, you know, they, they are my kids, you know, um, but even sometimes, um, so Tyler, he is autistic, um, and he will, um, it's weird how things just kind of happen, but he'll kind of look at me and he'll say, mom, when, when, when are you going to have a baby? Um, cause he just loves, he loves babies. My best friend, my childhood best friend. Um, you know, we always used to kind of joke around, um, and say, you know, we're going to have kids, you know, at the same time and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then lo and behold, um, she actually found out she was pregnant the week I had my miscarriage. So. <laughs> So that was very, um, and I, you know, dealing with grief, um, I've never really dealt with, um, grief and I, you know, I lot, I've lost grandparents, but I've never, um, lost. Yeah. I've never lost mm-hmm. any family member that was really, really close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole grief thing has totally been new for me. Um, so that aspect of it. And then, like I said, the whole, um, you know, stepmom thing, um, you know, the kids are wanting a brother or sister. And, um, so that, that can be difficult sometimes. It's pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's pressure on top of it all. It's difficult. Um, I mean, that's also why I had, I had such a hard time even like telling my family things because I felt pressure, even though they weren't actually putting that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the sense of pressure that you feel because you almost feel bad for them. I don't know. Yes. No, I totally, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, my husband, he talks to his, um, you know, mom and stepmom at, you know, at least once a week. Um, and I asked him the other day, I'm like, Oh, you know, how would, what Cheryl have to say? And, it's like, oh, she was just asking how we were and how the, you know, meds are coming. And because, um, you know, he's shared with them that, you know, we're seeing a reproductive endocrinologist and all that stuff. So, yeah, it, it is feeling a little more pressure. <laughs> yeah. But they're, you know, I, I understand that they, you know, they want us to be, you know, to have a child. And so they're just asking out of love and not, Absolutely. you know, so, but still mm-hmm. it does, it does, put it does. Pressure. <laughs> yeah, it weirdly does. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you just did IUI. Um, yeah. I am really excited to hear, you know, how that goes. You'll have to keep me posted. I will be watching. <laughs> I will. I will. I will be watching. That's so creepy. Um, <laughs> 
But if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, probably just, I think something that's really kind of hit home with me here lately is I've just, I've felt like the last like six months, um, this whole infertility or trying to get pregnant and dealing with the miscarriage, like it's really just felt like it's consumed my life. Um, and it, it does, but then, you know, um, I, you start to drown in it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I've lost myself a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think, um, you know, just trying to take it, take it day by day. Um, and that's what I'm really trying to do now. Um, and we've kind of discussed me and my husband that if this IUI didn't work, then I just, I need a break from the meds and, um, you know, I need to get back to living a little. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, taking those breaks and just like focusing on what, what you have in front of you right now. Um, you know, I have two kids that, you know, look up to me and, um, they're depending on me and I, you know, I want to, like I said, I've just kind of felt like I've lost myself in the last couple months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I haven't been able to be the mother that they need right now. So, um, I just have to get myself back and finding those little, yeah. Finding those little like grateful moments like that that will help pull you through. Even if they're, even if they're tiny little things, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, what you just said actually reminds me of a, I hope I can remember this quote. Um, so I just, I just launched, uh, like trying to conceive after loss, like tracking journal. And one of the daily affirmations is you lost yourself, but then you remembered who the fuck you are. Welcome back. And I just, I feel like that is exactly uh, what's happening to you. Yes. I love it. I love it. Cause it's it. so normal. It's so normal to kind of go through that process. And guess what? You're probably going to go through it again. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of a cycle. You need to keep bringing yourself back. Yeah. Um, and it's just a part of the process. But I so appreciate you jumping on, sharing your story. Thank you for your patience because I know we chatted a while ago. Then your message got lost and I'm just a hot mess over here. You're fine. You have had I a found- lot going on. <laughs> I found you and then I was like, let's do this. So I appreciate you. And if somebody wants to reach out, is Instagram the best way? Yes, that, that would be fine. I'm, um, actually a little more active on Instagram than I am on Facebook. Um, okay. I've actually been thinking about deleting Facebook just because it's so negative. I hate um, Facebook. I do too. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, oh. girl, are you in the life after miscarriage group? We just started it. No, I don't okay. think so. It's I'll add you to it or, okay. or find me on Facebook, add me as a friend and then I'll add you to it or whatever. And, um, it's just like a positive space for all of us to, it's kind of like an extension of the podcast, but we just started it like two weeks ago and so far it's been really great, but Facebook sucks. And that's like one little area that we can all kind of be in. And (laughs) that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, I follow this girl, um, Kelsey, uh, breaking the infertility. I'm on that group and that group 
it's actually pretty good too. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I will link your Instagram in the description of this episode. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. And good luck. Good luck. Thanks. Two week wait here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.